Craig from Watershed is in studio with me. How are you doing, buddy? Hello, yeah, very good, thank you. Oh, such a radio voice. What is it that you can't do? <laughs> um, how you been, man? Yeah, very good, thanks. All, all going well. Um, we've had a, 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 a little bit of a break after quite a hectic December, <laughs> January touring schedule. Um, but we're about to kick off again for March and April. So Fantastic news, man. Well, what was the um, space like between your last album? So in 2015, we did a, um, uh, 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 which was our fifth studio album. Damn. That, uh, it was called Watch the Rain. Um, so that was 2015. And then before that, we had quite a long gap because it was 2008 <laughs> was our fourth one, which was um, called Staring at the Ceiling. We did do a best of in between that in, yeah. 20, in 2010. And I know you guys um, did a bit of solo work too. I know Howie released a few singles here. I had him in, in the studio a couple of times as well. How's yes. he doing? Yeah, he's yeah. great. Yeah, Fantastic. No, he's, yeah, he's put out uh, a solo album. And yeah, he did really well with that. So he's, um, he's also busy in his own studio as well. You know, he, um, he's, he's quite a busy producer. Mm-hmm. Um, the other guys as well, um, Hidi on guitar, he's got a very active studio as well. So awesome. um, in between us touring, um, the guy's pretty much just music 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 um, yeah I, I think 2013 I put out a, a solo album called Ordinary Boy which um, which was cool it um, you know did really well but sort of shortly after I released that the band wanted to do a new watershed mm. so so we that sort of went on a little bit on the back burner I hear you so but why bring the boys back did it feel natural um, after 2015 what four years um, did it feel natural coming back together and and you know what was those those moments like or the conversation who struck the conversation was like okay it's time to come back guys yeah i think we were sort of thinking i mean we never stopped during that time so we we were always touring so you know it was just that we never actually put any albums out so we i think we sort of started feeling that people wanted something new from Hmm. us um and it was quite a cool album because we we sort of headed um, into into sort of a slightly more acoustic territory. I think when we started off back in 2000, it was pretty acoustic. Mm. And then we started moving into sort of slightly different spaces. I was listening to that song you were playing now, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, and we thought that, you know, we should maybe maybe come back a little bit to, to how we started. And... Um, and that Watch the Rain album did really cool things for us. Was Don't Give Up on that too, or no? Yeah, that yeah. was on. Yeah, that was on um, on on the Watch the Rain yeah. album. You know, so it had a. You know, a lot of the songs on that album also have quite a strong country hmm. sort of feel to them, and um, and with that, it just sort of. You know, we just sort of started cementing a, a really strong live show, and and I think that shifted the band into a nice space. Fantastic, man. Well, you guys are performing right now in March yeah, um, yeah. a fantastic lineup and I think you guys are basically touring the country no yeah we yeah, yeah we've got um, you know we play quite a bit in Cape Town we head up to that St. Francis oh, such Sed- a beautiful venue yeah you know it's amazing St. Francis Sedgefield area we do a quick trip in and out to Dubai at the Dubai Opera House which should be quite a cool thing um, and then we we're doing um, sort of an official album launch, even though we released it in, in um, we released Harbour in, in November. But we're gonna we're gonna push out a, a proper um, launch on the fifth of April um, at Route Forty Four in Stellenbosch. Oh, so that should be. A, I think that's gonna be a cool gig. Um, well, we need to talk about this ten track album that you guys um, released. Mm-hmm. Um, Take me back to the moment where you like, okay, this is the first studio session. Let's just jam. What's the vibe? Who's bringing what? Um, because I, I just think like, 
how does a rock band come together? How do four minds come together and write a song um, and agree uh, on what the creative direction should be? Mm. Yeah, so we, we, you know, we didn't go in thinking that we were going to do a full album. Hmm. So it was just really, I was keen to just start putting some new material down. Um, you know, you end up sitting with, I always sort of, think of songwriting sort of you being a, a vessel and you you fill it up with information and inspiration and um, you know and and um, you know sort of from a voyeuristic point of view you've been absorbing stuff for a few years and um, so ideas start to to fill up and you start doing little short voice notes of <laughs> ideas and and things and and then it's about sort of emptying that that vessel out, and I, I felt that it was important that we should we should start actually putting some material down. So we went in just very on a very simple basis, just to put basic demos down of ideas. And we were sort of thinking, let's do four or five songs. You know, um, I think um, uh, everyone sort of feels that you know the trend is is um, is doing um, singles. Hmm. You know, just release a single. Um, but I think when you when you get into studio, before we knew it, we had five, six, then it was seven songs, and then oh, two more arrived, and then another one, and you know, and then we just thought, no, man, let's do a full album. So um, it, it ended up taking us longer than we thought again. Somehow the time just flies by, and um, but we had a, we had a lot of fun doing it. You know, we were doing it pretty remotely. I'm staying in Cape Town, the guys are in Joburg, and. You know, so we were trying to get together whenever we could um, around shows, just sort of jam a new idea at a at a sound check for a show. Damn. You know, and and record that, and then you know, and so yeah, it sort of evolved um, sort of fairly organically. And um, but I must say, we are incredibly stoked with with the way Harbour's turned out. It's, uh, it's well, speaking of that, um, you've you've touched on it or linked into it um, organically. Mm. What is behind the nautical theme of calling it harbour? Yeah, so, you know, I suppose a harbour being a... Um, I suppose to, to put you in perspective, mm. I stay down in Cork Bay. And, and um, so I, I, I sort of live right at the harbour. So a lot of, a lot of the more recent um, ideas and that have come from, from that South Peninsula mm. area. And, and a harbour sort of signifying a, a safe safe place you know um you know you see those fishing boats when that southeaster hits you know they, <laughs> they're, they're pretty calm in the harbor and the sea just the other side of the wall is 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 chaos you know so a lot of the songs are about um, about coming home about um about that feeling of of togetherness mm. in in relationships and um you know that sort of thing so so the general theme of what we found in a lot of the songs is is really that Fantastic. Well, we're going to start with the opening song, the opening moment um, of the record. I'll see you again. Mm. Um, it's somewhat, from the first listen, when, when I heard it, it was somewhat um, an Irish folklore. That, yeah. That's where I placed it. It was like um, just a, a lesson of nostalgia. It was like you telling a story. What was the, the recording process like for that one? Yeah, very cool, and I think um, I think you you hit it um, uh, the nail on the head there. It's it, it's got a very strong Celtic feel mm. to it. You know, the sound of the violin on there, and and what the style of that playing mm. sort of takes you into that space. Um, we used a lot of of other instruments. We used banjos, and we used a lot of strings on the album, which is great. And what I was saying earlier it took us back to those early albums where we used to you have a lot of strings on the albums. 
Um, I'll see you again, and it's it's um, it's, it's it's about someone that has has passed away, and um, you know that 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 you know that you will one day <laughs> sort of meet again. You know, um, I, I think if I think of the the last verse, um, um, what are the lyrics there? I'm just trying to get it into my head. <laughs> um, and and you you know if you if you if, if you have that album you can yeah I'll just go to that last verse and it's, I think it ties everything in in there um, with with yeah but 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 I think that 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 feeling you say that Celtic feel really gives that song a, a uniqueness and I think we were we were bold in opening the album with that song but with the thought that you know normally people are starting their albums with like a big song. Um, I think it's a big tune, and but I think it just settles the entire album. It, from there, it sort of puts you into a space where you're going to sort of travel with the album. I guess. Okay, wait. That that will that will be my follow-up question to when we play Mountainside. Um, track number two, "Shoulder to Cry On." That's the oldest song on the album. I probably wrote that um, probably eight years ago, hmm. um, and Ooh. and so it passed through many albums, and not getting on many albums. Um, but but eventually it fitted. <laughs> it worked with this album. What's the reason why? I don't know. I think I think it's what we're doing, and I think it's how we performing songs and at, 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 you know the, the the songs that we're writing now recently. Um, may, maybe that song, maybe Shoulder to Cry, was ahead of its time. Hmm. You know, it it, it it wasn't working then, but it works now. So it's the, I, th- I suppose that's the beauty about a song. You know, it's it's going to find its place at some point. Eight years ago, any reworking done? Does it sound pretty pretty much the same? It sounds exactly the same. Damn, and, buddy. and it's and and it's a it's a true watershed song. It's um, it, it's it's long, it's seven <laughs> minutes, and it um, it's you know we've we've got a song on 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 Watch the Rain. In fact, the song is called Watch the Rain, and um, and that song also just goes. And it's I think it's it's true to watershed's um thing. You know, we we put a lot of emphasis on. On the lyrics, and we want a story to to start and to finish. You know. Track number three, "Time to Begin." Um, I think out of all the songs on here, I think it reigns more true to um, the album title um, about you know staying steady through mm. the tides. Um, yeah, everything is going to be yeah. okay. You know, um, you know when the world's crashing in and tides coming in, and you know you just got to, you know, everything will be fine. Mm. And it's actually, I think it's my personal favorite on the album. I, I love the the groove we put in there. It's sort of this sort of quite a sort of a crunchy um, sort of industrial type loop that's mm-hmm. going in the in that um, second verse, and and the little middle eight with the you know the do do do's. It's it's. Um, it's, it's very cool. I, I, can, I can just imagine that one live. People will probably... It's like, audience participation, let's go. Yes, yes. No, is. And we actually do it live. It's, um, you know, because for a new album, it, it takes a while to eventually be playing all the songs live. You know, so we've, we, we've started off and, and Time to Begin is... We, we, we're doing that live and it's, it's got a great feel mm. live and people seem to connect with it very quickly most definitely ready for radio in my opinion Mm -hmm. um we are going to skip number four because we will play out with mountainside so uh track number five fisherman blues yeah so we've been playing that song for a few years now and that's a that's a a song that was written by a band called the water boys and um, i'm sure you've heard of them and uh, and an irish i think an irish band as well and um just a song that for me was you know, one day we, we started playing it live and it just happened. Uh, 
with a band. We just got it, and uh, as I say, we've probably been playing it for about three years now. And um, and once again, it, it 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 we felt that it needed a spot on this album because it just worked for the album. It's it's the same style as what we're doing now. The song popped out. Um, it's got that 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 fantastic violin on there. Um, so yeah, it just uh, as I say, it just made sense to put Fisherman's Blues on. Who played the strings on the album? We had some session players okay. coming in on that. None of us play strings, so um, unfortunately, I don't know offhand the names of, okay. of the strings players. But we've got some we've got some cello on there, and we've got we've got some violins. And um, our, our guitarist Hidian Burtis, he 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 does most of the guitar work. Um, you know, so a lot of the um, a lot of the banjos and mandolins and ukuleles um, he's playing, um, which, which you know, mandolin as well, just giving that 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 feel. Mm. And we brought a lot of twelve-string guitar, which is which is quite a '70s instrument. Cool. Um, you know, but it's just got such a rich, big, warm sound that we love it. And so we play twelve-string on stage too. So when you come to a watershed show, it pretty much looks like a guitar shop. <laughs> 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 Sweet man. Well, um, I think more so for this album. Um, there's a thematic, yes, cool harbor and a place of refuge. Um, but there's also more visual writing happening here. Um, mm -hmm. I think you guys had the pictures before you had the words. Um, and it's so much clearer on Out the Window with Lyra. Yeah. Um, what was that collaboration like? Well, that's fantastic. Um, I've known Lyra for a few years now. And, um, you know, and... When 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 we wrote that that song, I just thought that she would be she would be perfect for it because mm. it it's about a couple basically viewing themselves from sort of an out of body sort of third person sort of standing looking out the window at themselves, mm. um, growing together and living together, um, and um, you know so it, it sort of needed. Uh, I went on and sang it alone, and something was just niggling me, saying this needs to be a, a duet. You know? And I think when we called her, she was really amped to do it. So it, awesome. just, it just really made sense. And when she went and put her vocal on there, it was it was amazing. You know, so we we actually we we thinking of that being a um, a single as well. You know. Um, because we're not scared of putting out ballads, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if it's not broke. Yeah, um, exactly. No, most definitely. Um, track number seven, almost nearing the end now, Drowning. I actually just want to go back to, I want to, I, I need to just think of a lyric. I want, I want to, on, on, on the Out the Window song, hmm. um, I think the last verse goes, Out the Window, Out the Window, I see we're growing old, the lines of life are bold, but love is all we know, it keeps on guiding us. We're finding out the world was meant for me and you, the way we sing in tune, and and yeah, and then it, it, it sort of goes on, and so so the, the way the, the those three verses, um, sort of it's it's not a true typical structure of a song. It's basically three verses, um, and that's it. But it's it's your whole journey together with someone. Beautifully said. These, yeah. This is why I love sitting down with an artist. Because you, 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 don't, you don't hear these stories unless you go to the live show. Yeah, you, don't, you said you don't even play some of these songs live yet. Yeah, so yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming through, buddy. No, uh, it's amazing <laughs> being here. Um, Track number seven, Drowning. Oh, also one of my favorite. Um, just a nice up-tempo, just a feel-good track. Um, yeah, I think uh, what, I, what I particularly love about it are the harmonies, the way, we, the way they're sitting, the way the harmonies are coming in and just really um, 
sort of uh, sort of easing into those choruses. Mm. I love a harmony that that doesn't jump out. It's just sitting there, and it, it just emphasises certain parts of a song. Um, yeah, and just also a true watershed style of song. There's a, there's a fantastic uh, break in the middle that we all love so much. <laughs> um, it's, it's, um, it's just, come on, put your hands on me. And it's just this like driving, put your hands on me, put your hands on me. And then it breaks into a cello solo, which, um, which I heard many years ago on a, there was a band called Travis. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm talking you know, a couple of years ago. I think Travis put out their first album when we put out ours around 99, 2000. And um, and I remember hearing a cello solo on one of their tracks, and I just thought this was so sweet. It was just <laughs> it was it was amazing. And when when we when we started recording Drowning, um, we had a guitar solo in there, and I just thought, no way, mm-hmm. this needs to be a cello. And we we persevered with it, and and we nailed it. And I think the cello solo is a highlight for me on the album. What's the most difficult song to record in this album, would you say? Would it be that one? Um, no, I wouldn't say it was that one. The most difficult song is the next one you're going to ask me about. Um, My favorite song on the album. Yes, yeah. It, it, you, it, I think what made, what made um, that one difficult for us, what's it called again? Where to now. Where to now, yes. Where do we go to now? And that's very much the South Peninsula. There's a line in there saying we're heading, we're heading south to boulders. We're going to take a wide turn because we've got time to time to burn you know it's 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 about it's about young people spending time on the beach surfing um fires you know on the beach and 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 just socializing and just loving life and the the idea is that um you know why why go anywhere else when you're having such a good time and things are so cool why do we need to go and seek out something else you know just enjoy that that's enough um and that's 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 pretty much what that song's about and a lot of the lyrics are about that that neck of the woods um, but I think what made it difficult for us to record was that the, 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 we started playing it live as well before uh-huh. so, so it picked up a, a great energy live and people when you sing it it's almost like they've heard that song already they just Im- instantly just join in on it you know that chorus and whatever like they're singing it as if they've heard it and so we got into such a groove with the song and the song was sitting so, so well for us to try and recapture that energy on the album was very difficult. Ah. So, um, so that was undoubtedly the, the toughest song. And we've got a harmonica on there, which which uh, which is fantastic. I love I love that. Um, Send that one to radio. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if I had my way, that would be the second single, no oh, doubt. Cool. Um, no. Track number nine, where I, where I stand, from where I stand. Yeah. So so also also that theme. Um, it's it's sort of set in. I suppose staring out at the the Simonstown Harbour, um, a lot of my time, um, it it um, it sort of took me to um, the World Wars, and um, and it's about a soldier heading out, and um, it's called "You Beautiful from Where I Stand," and and um, it's basically his journey through being called up and and serving, um, and actually actually sort of dying in the field and just saying, I, you know, you, I reach out and touch your hand, you're beautiful from where I stand. And um, so that's once again, it's about, it's, it's that similar theme that seems to be popping out. It's, and it's quite an interesting thing because it's, it's difficult to pinpoint, you know, you can often write a song, 
and then you and you're not quite sure exactly what you've written you know that the lyrics are down and it's it's then about going back and reading those lyrics and going hold on that that actually does make sense hmm. um and then the, the what makes it more interesting is you go back and look at three or four songs before that one and actually realize that without knowing it all of them are about about something similar which creates a body of of work which creates then an album that sort of has got a theme um also um structurally quite quite different um uh, sort of it's really a hook at the end of each verse and it's a whole <laughs> lot of verses um but but just a, a story that i love um and uh yeah just a song that that i love um, so it, it's 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 just chill it's cool um lost closing moments of the album flashlight tell us about this one yeah interesting i love the tune and and we went we went um we decided to go quite heavy on it at first we started recording that song first in fact and um it uh it was a big rock and roll song <laughs> believe it or not and if you have to listen to it now and um so so we had that in the bank it was sort of sitting there and then we started working on the rest of the record and um when we went back we we thought well this song just doesn't fit with what the rest of the the other nine songs have done so we were going to can it and put in another one or just go with nine tracks and then we thought hold on the song's cool so let's strip it right down so we we pretty much put it back in the computer and and we pulled everything up and we said okay take out all the electric guitars take out that take out the drums take out the bass and we ended up with just the piano and and it, then suddenly the song became what it is and just and now it works on the album and so from it almost being shelved um it's uh, it's on it's on the album and um we we incredibly happy that it's there because it ends the album nicely hmm. it's um it's also just a true watershed uh, piano tune um so we yeah uh, we we love that one fantastic do you guys perform that one live <laughs> yes 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 we do how does that song would you turn me on like a flashlight and then you're gone that was that's the opening line i think of the song um and so so it just you turn me on like a flashlight and then you're gone yeah <laughs> Did you write that line? Yeah, yeah. Isn't it difficult to bear your soul like that as an artist? Or, do, or does, does it feel therapeutic to just share, share a story like that? Yeah, you do, you do pretty much wear your heart on your sleeve. Hmm. Um, and, um, but but what what's, what's is cool is that, is that reaction. That you know, and that's that, that's that's the thing, is that when you when you can put it down, you know, on Instagram, you sort of put up find a find a cool picture and then put a lyric on mm. there, and you get you see the people's responses to that to that lyric, and you know that's that's quite that's quite fun. Um, so we want to keep the momentum. Fantastic, man. Well, before I let you go, um, we need to talk about Mountainside and why this was particularly the lead single for this project. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I, I said to the guys, we were all chatting and, and I think most of the guys were, thought it was, was the right single. Um, you know, we, we, we sort of feeling, is it necessarily the strongest song on the album? And we're not sure of that. But what we do know is that 
if Mountainside works on radio, then I think I think we're away hmm. because I think we've got some cool tunes on the album. Um, it was a nice energetic song. I didn't want, uh, you know, it. You know, we we just wanted to sort of put out a, a, a strong tune. Um, also, once again, quite interesting in structure. Um, and it's about, yeah, it's about just spreading your wings and, you know, with all the pressures we feel and, and whatever, it's like, you know, you sort of long for those moments where you can just mm. spread your wings and fly down the mountainside and just, you know, I sort of, I, 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 in sea point when you see those guys coming off paragliding. there. Paragliding. Paragliding off there. I mean, that's that's the thing. That's just sort of that escape is quite something. So, so that was the single, um, which is the first single. Um, and yeah, it's just, I love the bass in the song. The bass in Mountainside was my buzz. Oh, wait. Well, thank you so much for coming through. Thank you. Um, and chatting and taking us through the album. Um, yeah, I, I, I wish I could have told you more about, you know, gone, gone hard in on the lyrics a little bit. But, um, but that's cool. It, it was a great chatting. Thank you. Thank you.